Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny? We know I don't why. know. I always laugh. We know why. Yeah, it's we funny. know why. Uh, Welcome back to um, this episode 10. That's a big deal, man. It is kind of. I mean, really, it's like it's episode 10, but this will be our 13th. Yeah. If you count the very special episode. I'm looking for some. Yeah. Um, but like episode 10, it's a decade of Headspace Invaders. It, yeah, it's a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what we're going to do for this episode is kind of, um, we're going to bounce around with a lot of little topics. I mean, I know sometimes we talk about one or two things or categories right. and just kind of focus on them. But now this episode, we got like so many things that we've wanted to talk about in the past, little things. So right. we're going to, we're going to bounce around topic to topic to topic and there's really going to be no rhyme or reason to it. So buckle in, should be fun, could be interesting, could be chaotic and shit. But never shit. Never shit. No. It's going to be solid gold. <laughs> shit. Fried gold. Fried gold. How's that for a piece of fried gold? How is that? All right. So, what do you got first? What do you? What have you? What have you got that's interesting? That's up your sleeve? That maybe I don't know about. What can you? Uh, um, I was in a bar the other day. Get the fuck out of here! And um, the bartender was wearing a Thrasher T-shirt. Really? You know, like the yeah, yeah. The huh. first time I ever saw a Thrasher T-shirt was on James Hetfield in Metallica, like early days. And me was and she ma- wearing it ironically? Was she a hipster? No, it was a dude. Oh, it was a dude. And oh, I okay. asked him, are you a skateboarder? No. No, yeah. Um, okay. Which led me to, to kind of tell the story because I remember years ago when I saw James Seffield where I was like, he's wearing a treasure. He's like, we should totally, mates, we should totally get one of those treasure t-shirts. Yeah. What is that? Don't fucking know, but let's get one anyway. Right. And then we come to find out it was a skateboarding thing and we weren't skateboarders. But we still wanted the Trasher T-shirt. Posers, you were posers. Uh, well, we weren't. We were. Oh, you weren't posing to be skateboarder, right? But we're, you were just metalheads. You were right. Okay, got but it. But we 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 never got the Trasher T-shirt though. But oh, we wanted did. to get one. You wanted to get one, but oh, yeah. hmm, nuts. Maybe that was the early start of my T-shirt fixation. Could have been. Yeah, you know, I'm, the kind of early signs were there. Let's see if I can find you an old Trasher shirt on eBay or something. I totally wear it all the time. Good, cool. Um, but uh, I did do something stupid as well while I was drunk. Okay. What a surprise. Uh, I ordered something online and then didn't realize it until it showed up at my doorstep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Had no yeah. idea until okay. it showed up. I'm like, what the fuck is this in my mailbox? And right. uh, it was surprisingly, it was a t-shirt. What? Oh, get out of here. Yeah. Um, but a good one. Are you um, wearing it? No, oh, I'm not wearing it. Okay. Although this is a cool t-shirt yeah, though I am wearing. Yeah. Um, if, if you don't watch the regular show, you're missing out. We've said this. Yeah. We, I yeah, know. Well, yeah. we say it every time. It a theme, Mordecai yeah. and uh, Rigby. Watch their adventures. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what my son does to me when I go, yeah, yeah. He does it because he goes, with the fist pump. <laughs> yeah. Back at each other. Um, but it was a t-shirt. Yeah. It was, um, 1975 Marvel convention t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. That's red, great. It was yeah. the Paraman faded, worn looking. It's super, super soft. It's oh. a fucking great t-shirt. I've, it, I've had my finger over the button for that yeah. shirt many times. Got it. Worth it. 20 bucks. Okay. We'll do. Um, but like I said, a nice little drunken surprise for me. You know, another t-shirt that's worth buying. Well, ours. It is worth buying. I know we've said it last time. Where can you buy that T-shirt? It's a little website. It's a local Kansas City clothing maker called thebaxley.com. Oh, the Baxley. Go to thebaxley.com right now. Once, well, not right now. Once you finish listening to us, well, you can you can do bit. two things at the same time. No, men can't oh, uh, multitask. That's true. That's right. If you're a woman though, and listening, you could totally do it. Yeah, go to thebaxley.com. Um, he's got a really cool. Actually, he took a picture of the Kansas City skyline. Yeah, and then like made it eight bit. Like an old Atari game. That's cool. Yeah, so it's the Kansas City skyline, but it's like eight bit, and at the top it's got like player one and like that old school like kind of that's computer cool. font, and then yeah. the score on the other nice. Side. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and he's got a couple of other T-shirts that are hip as well. I mean, I say hip, but like there's a robot shirt and there's hey. some with fun. But but important, more importantly, 
there's a Headspace Invaders t-shirt. Which you can purchase and we will not receive any funds for. Not, yeah, not a dime. But, well, you know. But it's doing, you know, a he paper for them it and for he us, designed so it, right? So. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. Go buy it. Thebaxley.com, go buy it. Thebaxley.com. Go buy it. Thebaxley.com. And wear it around town. Sport it around town proudly. Please. Take pictures, tweet it, send us, tell us. There was um, something weird that came across my plate today and uh, it was actually your sister. Oh, yeah. Showed it to me. Okay. It was a um, it was thing from the uh, uh, oatmeal. Excellent, yeah. Um, but it's going to be good. It's gold. And it was the story of the mantis shrimp. <laughs> you, Amazing. Do you know who? Oh it? yeah, yeah. Okay. Everyone yeah. should go to the oatmeal and look up the mantis shrimp um, because it is freakishly, hilariously, incredibly disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's a real thing. It's a, basically a shrimp. It's a six to twelve inch shrimp, so they can get quite big. But um, the the cool thing is one of the cool things about this thing is that many cool things about yeah, this. Yeah, it has. Um, we have these like receptors, basically color receptors in our brain. Like they're called cones, rods and cones. And, right. So we've got three. Dog's got two. We see. So we see three colors: a mixture of three colors, which are green, red, and blue. Whatever our three primary colors yeah. are, um, and that's how what makes up our rainbow. Say, um, a butterfly can see in five different. Right, so they, they perceive colors that we don't, that we even, don't even know, know about. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. Right. Right, the mantis shrimp has 16. That's unbelievable. And it's boggly giant eyes. They look like they can see 16. Yeah. They look like they can see the color of time, dude. <laughs> like they can see the color of time. And maybe that's time, what it is. And they can see the invisible color, whatever that is. You know, right. oh, that's so many colored color invisible. Magic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Terry Pratchett. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Boom, look yeah. at that. Um, but it, this thing is, so you, the, the, the <laughs> the website puts it really, really well. It's like, well, seeing all this beauty in, in the world in such a different way. And the thing itself, the shrimp itself is... Is amazing it's looking. It's pretty. It's, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful colors itself, you know. And it's called actually the peacock mantis shrimp, I think is its full name, because it is kind of oh, sh- right. colored like a peacock. Yeah. Um, but the, you would think that it was this kind of undersea holy man, is how they put it. <laughs> right, yeah. Like kind of going around undersea kingdom, like sorting out fights and disputes amongst the crabs. Just spreading you know? peace and yeah, love. Yeah, like and, I love you, you should yeah. love me and love each other. Come on, we're all on this together. But that's not the case. No, he's an evil psycho. It's he's the, the psycho of the seas. Sea. Yeah. He's a fucking motherfucker. Yeah. And he's a bad motherfucker too. Like he's got these, Death sticks, <laughs> like a mantis. The, the females have the death sticks. Yeah. The, the males have these like, um, like mallets. They're, they're <laughs> a little bit, but still, they do the same, similar. They, and they they move so quickly. They um they can uh they heat the the like they can boil the water around them. They move so quickly. Yeah, and it's 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 microscopic, but it does because it does it so fast that it creates yeah. this thing called cavitation. Yeah. So it basically creates an air bubble out of almost nothing. Right. And so when it does that, it, it creates so much energy that there's actually light and noise that light happens. Light and noise. So even if it like they're so fast. Yeah, it misses like if it's trying to hit a crab and it doesn't hit that crab, even that pressure because that bubble exists for yeah, like no time. But then when that bubble collapses, that's where that energy comes from. And it is, uh, un, I mean, like you can't even fathom it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like if they were three foot tall and could walk, we would be, well, we'd be oh, no, human would, farms. It, you, know? you and I would be mantis shrimp talking about, <laughs> right. you know, like. I mean, we would be, in, they would be just farming us yeah. and fucking with us and shit because they're, I guess they, uh, we, uh, our armies are our scientists base body armor off their armor the way because they're so tough to kill too yeah and they don't like to have them in aquariums because they'll, they'll kill any other fish that's in there with and them. they bust out of aquariums and they break the glass yeah. these guys are crazy yeah, they are crazy nuts. motherfuckers um they're um so even though they can see all this beautiful 
the world they around just they don't assholes. fucking care they yeah. just they, they said that um i guess the darkness the speed that they essentially like they punch they punch so fast it's the equivalent of like a bullet coming out of like a 22 gauge rifle yeah. and they said that if we had i think it was something like and I, I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna get the figures wrong but something like if we had 10 percent of that strength in our bodies we could throw a baseball into orbit like <laughs> out of the atmosphere i mean that's how much pressure like that's how fast these things are punching it, they're terrifying yeah, I mean, so they're small, but and they're know, real. Yeah, so, it's a real thing. So, so go to the oatmeal, yeah. read what this guy has to say about it, because he's very clever and very funny. Yeah, and then once and when, because when you're done, you're gonna go, "That's fucking shit. That's bullshit. That's not real." Then go to YouTube. Yeah, and then watch some YouTube videos about this yeah. thing, and it's watch him fuck shit up. Unbelievable. It's fascinating. I had to, fascinating. I had to turn it off today because he was kicking the shit out of a crab, and oh, he yeah. just. One of the cra- the crab had lost one of its claws and stuff, and I was like, I can't watch this anymore. Nature, I understand she's a mad scientist, but I, I had to turn I had to turn away. I felt really bad for the crab who was just getting his arse kicked. Oh, it's, it's brutal, it's terrifying. Yeah, so check out the peacock mantis mantis shrimp mantis shrimp because it kind of looks like a like the front body. It kind of looks yeah. like a praying mantis with its you know. Yeah, and they're fast. They're so fast. They're really quick. Yeah, and live in holes and just pop out and just eat things. It's yeah, nuts. Uh, I have something kind of interesting. And let's think back a few podcasts. Remember we talked about Flash Gordon? Yes. And you told me that um, Flash Gordon was uh, a dream for George Lucas to make. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to make this Flash Gordon. It's, you know, yeah. it's going to be cool. And then, boom, he finds out someone's already making it. So he's like, fuck. So he's got to go back to his, you know, his, his idea box or whatever, you know, opens it up. And he's like, oh, here's this one thing I'm trying to flesh out. And he's going to make a movie out of it. And it's, you know, and it eventually became Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Well, it. His original idea for Star Wars, like the, you know, what, like he took the pen to paper and was like, okay, this is going to be this guy and he's going to do this and there's going to be these people, whatever. That, I, those ideas or that, that draft is still exists in the world. He still has it. Well, he has licensed, he's given it to basically the Dark Horse and Dark Horse is making an eight, an eight issue run. And it's called like his original idea, like at the top of the page, it says the Star Wars, you know, not just Star Wars. The Star Wars. Yeah, which I've seen right. that, the original screenplay or whatever. Yeah. Original treatment. Yeah. Well, so Dark Horse has, is doing a limited eight issue run, um, of the Star Wars where they're adapting his screenplay. But yeah. Cause in, what was Luke's name? Book. It wasn't Skywalker, wasn't it? Starkiller, I think. Yeah. Like Dirk Starkiller or something yeah, like that. Dirk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, most of that, like the central ideas are still there. I mean, it's the Empire and it's the Rebels and there are Jedis, but the Jedis have like a different name. Like he, you know, he, cut a lot of the wheat from the, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff or whatever. Right. And then, you know, had to condense like, okay, this is much better fleshed out idea for Star Wars. But Dark Horse has taken that original draft and running with it. And it's supposed to be really amazing. And boom! Shut Issue up. one right there for you, my friend. He's just handed me a comic. Uh, a comic book. Yeah. The last time he handed me something was a knife. <laughs> That's true. Dude, that is awesome. So. Look at the state of those guys. That Look at Chewbacca thing. Yeah. Looks like a bat. Furry bat. <laughs> And then, what, what about a rip off of Metropolis there with C-3PO looks like a chick? Yeah, it's diff- It's good. It's really cool, actually, to read, but it's really, y- you'll have to read it a couple times because... Is that Darth Vader? Uh, or the yeah, Emperor? Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll let you read it and you'll figure out. Like, you know, things are so similar, but yet different that it's hard to wrap your head around, you know, because you're like, oh, I recognize that, but it's not what I think it is. You know, like that kind of thing. So, um, read it, see what you think. Issue two just came out recently, so... Um, you know, read this, see what you think. I, I think it's, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, you for just, what you it just is. talk for a while. I'll just read this. Yeah, right, right, right. That's brilliant. Um, Thanks, mate. That's awesome. Yeah, no worries. 
And then um, also think back to, remember when we discussed The Black Hole? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that movie. Uh, I got I was given some information the other day that they are remaking The Black Hole. From one of your sources? From a source. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, that basically this is what I heard was that they're remaking The Black Hole and it's going to be directed by David Fincher and it's going to be written by Neil Gaiman. That is incredible news. It's incredible, but it's also not entirely accurate. Uh-huh. Um, there is an adaptation of something called Black Hole that is going to be directed by David Fincher and written by Neil Gaiman, allegedly. Um, but what it is, it's a graphic novel that came out a few years back. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a dark, like indie comic, but it's about some teens in the Pacific oh, Northwest around Seattle. That's that, disappointing. No, I know. I mean, the idea is sound and it's cool. And I think it would, it, it will be really good because the graphic novel itself is really good. But, you know, like when I found out, that's I was a like, oh, not the black hole, you know, Disney film, but, that is still on the table. The guy who's doing Tron, um, I can't think of the director's name now, um, while he's doing Tron 2 or the, the sequel to Tron 2. What, I'm not sure how it works now, but, um, he is also doing the screenplay and doing the, he's got the ideas and whatever for a black hole remake. So black hole that's is still cool. being remade. Well, that's good, but, um, you, yeah. you got me all excited. I know, today. dude. I, was, I know. I know. Game and I, thing. Yeah. So the yeah, information I, mean, I was great, giving was bro. accurate. Bollocks. But I, you know, I saw a black hole and that's where I went to my, you know, five year old bedroom sheets and right. was like, oh, yeah, black hole. No, not it. But Shit. still. So just a little bit of news that was kind of like, womp, womp. Yeah. You, I, I, you, you took me on a roller coaster with I that know. one, dude. The yeah. highs and the lows. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, Have you heard what, have you heard about the beer that uh, Dogfish Head is? Just brewed. Which beer? No. It's out of space beer. Oh, why is that? Um, they have taken, I don't remember where they got it from now. It's eluding me, but um, they've, it's some like cosmic dust or, or like meteorite dust or asteroid dust or something that like, uh, there's a, I don't know. I can't remember where it comes from. It's like a, a company that makes like things that exist in, sp- you know, in space, like satellite parts, whatever. But so they've collected all of this cosmic, you know, like I say cosmic, like it's, you know, the fucking universe, but it's just, you know, asteroid dirt, basically. And they've, I don't know how they did it. I don't know what they did. They pulverized it. They did something with it. And then they brewed beer with it. And it's, um, uh, well, how did they brew the, it, they well, put it in the beer? Or? Well, I, I don't know the techniques and you'll have to, you'll have to look at this and, you know. Talk, yeah. talk to your brew buddies and see if anybody else is talking about Seems it. Seems a bit gimmicky. When they're only doing it at the brewery, you can only drink it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's really gimmicky. I bet they um, use Galaxy Hops. I'm sure they did. Bet they do. Um, but it's called, uh, it's got a terrible name. It's called, and I'll have to write it out for you so you can see it. Yeah. But it's called Celeste Jewel Ale. Celeste. Jewel. C-E-L-E-S-T. C-E-L-E-S-T. Space. Jewel, like the singer. Oh, yeah. Celeste Jewel. So Celestial Ale. Ale. Celestial Ale. Yeah. Why is Celestial Ale. Maybe he knows a person called Celeste and a person called Jewel. I, I mean, I know your man's all like, he's really into like doing like yeah. these really. He's like, a really nice guy. I've met him. Yeah. yeah. I mean. He's a really good guy. Um, But I thought it was pretty. I mean, it is. It's gimmicky and it's, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean. But, yeah. That doesn't really. You know, I mean, beer is beer, dude. Sure. You know, just make it fucking beer. You don't have to add space dust in it. Yeah, but again, it's it's or something that's only available to, at the brewery. Or is he trying to create the zombie apocalypse and poison us and all? Could be. Or and then we. Or is he going to try to create Fantastic Four? Is that what he's trying Maybe to do? Maybe if you have the beer from space. Yeah. And then the burger made from, 
um, like the cells that they made. You know, remember? Have you seen that? The burger, like the, the hamburger, the meat, the fake meat. Yeah. Yeah. Mix them together. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have a fake meat, you know, yeah. burger. Yeah. Future then, food. Yeah. That's the ultimate future food. Yeah. Space beer and uh, cloned meat. And cloned meat. Uh, I Speaking of zombie apocalypse, because all that shit's going to lead to it. Uh, I watched the Omega Man over the last oh, wow. weekend. Which Charlton I Hesson? haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Such a great. He was the ultimate kind of nihilistic, kind of um, down trending uh ending sci-fi guy does that make sense yeah and like for a while there every sci-fi film he made and he made a quite a few of them he always died in the end or it was a terrible this you know just dystopian awful view oh, yeah. at the end i mean like planet of the apes soylent green omega man and um, of course omega man like the super alluding to jesus thing he even like looked like jesus he was crucified when oh, he was he's already was moses so maybe he's just trying to work his way through the bible yeah you know? but it yeah, but it was it was still great ben though, Hur. and it was all kind of hey Jack. Once again, a film that's we've passed that time by a long time ago. You know, it was sure. in the future, oh, yeah. but oh yeah, we already right. went through that like thirty years ago. Um, but you know, you watch Woodstock at the start; he was kind of a groovy dude, right? Um, I mean, the black people were very black in it. You know what I mean? Right. Very seventies black, like yeah. jive talkers. Yeah, hey, yeah. You, what's up, you white honky? Some, you know, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, but the 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 vampires and the vampires, the Brotherhood. All right, the Brotherhood is that what they were called? The family, the family. family. They were all like black dudes. Well, they weren't black dudes too, but they're like, they had that one uh, character, that great character actor, uh, who's been like in a lot of different things. I can't remember his name right now, um, who was the leader of the family. But they all kind of were like, hey, brother. And, right. You know, even though they're all like actually just. When was the movie made? Do you know? Oh, 1969, late okay. 70, early, early yeah. 70s. All right. Um, yeah, but it's, it's still. It's been a, ages since I've seen it. It's still a good film, man. I mean, still. For what it was, you know, it was uh, it was pretty cool, and of course, it got remade then uh, as uh, I Am Legend because it was based on the, the original story. Was it's actually been Legend. remade twice. Um, the first time it was remade, it was remade with Casper Van Diem, and this would have been in ninety nine, two thousand. Hell, yeah. right? I'm sure that film's fucking great. Yeah, but uh, it re- yeah, the original story was called I Am Legend, and then of course they made the I did not know they made the Casper Van Diem, but the everyone knows right. the Will Smith one. Yeah, uh, I Am Legend. So, um, yeah, sure. but anyway, yeah, Omega Man. I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah, I haven't. Hopefully, I'll get to start watching like you know TV, like movies that are on TV and TV and stuff. Because mm-hmm. we should be getting Google Fiber pretty soon at the house. I'm really yeah. excited about that. And as a matter of fact, the other day I did get Google Fiber, and by getting Google Fiber, I mean my back when they were done, my backyard had like two hundred, three hundred feet of actual fiber spoiled, spooled up, and just sitting in the backyard. Yeah, so same when thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so they got all excited and then they so left. Some their Google like, no. Fiber all yeah. over town like 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 fucking whores. I can't wait. You know, one thing I, I love about I, I don't watch a, a lot of like you know like regular program TV, but I, I remember when the last time that I actually had television, and you come home from like work from the bar at like three in the morning, and there's always like a block of like really terrible TV shows yeah. or really really terrible infomercials. Yeah, and I kind of miss those because they're so easy to sit down and like watch, and then just completely pick apart and laugh at. But about a year ago, I was staying in the hotel, and that similar thing came. You know, went out to dinner, went to the bars, came back, turned on the TV, and all that was on was like these really terrible dating shows, and then these infomercials. But I came across this infomercial for something called the Blood of Jesus Oil. <laughs> it's this guy Woody Martin, who's like a you know like a, a like a preacher. I mean, he's you know like a snake oil salesman or whatever. He's like right. you know one of those like evangelical preachers. But he's selling this little vial of cooking oil. It's just cooking oil is what I find out later. But it's been like, he, you know, he's blessed it. 
but he calls it the blood of Jesus oil. And the whole, you know, it's like an hour long. God, and there were so many things, like there were so many things about this this infomercial where I was just like, uh, who? Someone somewhere out there is like, you know, like whipping out the credit card, you know, calling them up and being like, you know hey. What? And so they're talking about like, there's all these, you know, like testimonials where they just bring the person. It's not like higher budget infomercials where they go out on the street somewhere and they just, you know, like have someone like out front of a Starbucks, you know, holding a coffee, like, oh yeah, I love blood. But they had like people on this this set, this like public television set, come out and be like, "My sister was caught up in some devil worship, and she was running and and doing that marijuana, and she, you know, her husband, blah blah." It's Having like, sex outside of marriage, right? And so she's like, "I snuck into her house one day and put three drops of blood juice on her laundry, and two oh weeks later God. she's turned it around. She just got a job at you know, it's like the power plant or whatever, you know, like." Thank you, Blood G. So, and I'm not even like this. I'm not making any of this up. You can go to the website. I don't want to. It, well, <laughs> no, you, you don't want to, but, uh, woodymartin.com. And it, it, it is a fucking riot. Cause even at the bottom, like it says, you know, like, cause surely someone out there is like, what the fuck is it? You know, right. and he's like, no, it's, it's oil made from the blood of Jesus. But at the bottom, there's this huge disclaimer saying it's, you know, it's just coconut oil or it's just vegetable oil or whatever in this little, like, fucking Coke vial. Um, one of the fun, one thing I thought was funny was like, I was like, yeah, this is this is really legitimate. When he's like, if you have any questions, just uh, just sh- shoot me an email, Woody Martin at AOL dot com. I was like, he <laughs> oh did god. not just say Woody Martin <laughs> at AOL dot com. Oh my god, I'm sure he's getting all kinds of like you know crazy ass fucking. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even want to know what his inbox. You can't looks take like. someone with a name like Woody seriously. Oh, yeah, that was like item A. Yeah. His name is Woody. Like right. just if you're trying to sell something man like church it up a little bit. Go your Woodrow cuz that's probably his oh, name, right? Yeah. Woodrow's Woodrow Martin. Name. Yeah, you'd vote for that guy. Yeah, Woodrow yeah. Martin. Wood- Reverend Wood- Woodrow Wood- Martin. Yeah, no, this guy was gravitas. straight up like Ah, Woody Martin. You. Alabama, Texas like, Lovely. you know, seersucker suit, you know, like Yeah. Yeah, what is him and his wife selling it and there's it was hilarious, but and that was wildly entertaining for an hour. Yeah, you know, I'm just. Mm. But yeah, WoodyMartin.com. You should check it out. No, blood of Jesus. Oil. No thanks. Yeah, you guys should though, listeners. Yeah. So something that's been on my mind um, is I don't know why this kind of came up. I wasn't talking to someone anyway. Um, superhero body types, how they've changed over the years. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. I you know, it. like, because, I mean, I guess the public perception of people have changed over the years. You know, like, women used to be more curvy, then they were super skinny, and now they're more curvy again, I guess. Like, the just what the female shape should look like, you know sure. what I mean? And, oh, and, yeah, and for men, it's the same way, I guess, you know? To a lesser degree, but, yeah, right. it exists. Yeah. You know, um... I don't think we have it nearly as bad. But there's not really that many fat superheroes. I was just thinking about that the other day. Uh... You know, like... Like, you mean, and not just carrying a few extra pounds. You mean like fat? Well, I mean, you know, fat superhero. What? Where? What is there? Well, who is there? Who's the fat superhero? <clears throat> or who's the oh disabled boy. superhero? I know I have one disabled superhero, which is that box guy, which we I've talked about him before in Alpha Flight. Um, he didn't have any legs. He was yeah. a little short computer guy. But I mean, like, look at Iron Man. Right? Commissioner no. Gordon, her daughter, isn't she in a wheelchair? Yeah, well, but she, I mean, she, she. I mean, Joker she, put her there though. Right. You know, um, Professor X, he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, who else? I'm sure there's more. I feel like in, in in Marvel they had like some superhero that had like you know those stilts things that you used to walk and I don't know, maybe not. I think I'm that's box. That might be that box. Maybe that's guy. what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um but but Iron Man really I mean, okay, Tony Stark, amazing looking billionaire guy. Really, you know, a techie nerd like him, 
nine times out of ten is probably going to be like a kind of an overweight kind of twinkie guzzler don't you think stereotypically but i mean if you think about it, like steve jobs is not i mean that's was, true you know and then um but, I but just, yeah no i, get I can imagine saying, yeah. though you know iron man like if he was m- more true to life might be might have been called girth or something like that <laughs> which kind of has like a kind of a right it's that iron-esque tendency to it and also you know girth sure you know what i mean i yeah. could see kind of a portly iron man suit um, uh, Billy Batson. It's just a little thicker around that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Batson. Uh, yeah. He, he looked like he wore a girdle, you know? Yeah. He, like You mean like the Adam West, like you could tell Adam West was wearing a girdle? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or William Shatner in uh, uh, the Star Trek when he Shazam. came back. Yeah, Shazam, Billy Batson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He looked He's, like he was wearing a girdle. Yeah. And, uh, and William Shatner did in TJ Hooker, I think, too, famously. But yeah, but like Adam West's a good one. Yeah, like he, he wasn't. I mean, that. as far as like a real person yeah. in a costume, he wasn't a fit dude. No, he didn't. You he know. was just like a dude. Yeah, like a little dude in a leotard. Oh, that's weird. I wonder where that kind of came from. And even like if you look, even like later, like in the '60s and '70s, most of the superheroes were kind of scrawny little dudes. Yeah, you know, just or you know, thin. They weren't like yeah, all muscle out. bound, yeah. Superman like. You know, um, I don't know. Um, green, like yeah, the whole Lantern Corps. We're all slim and fit. Although some of the aliens, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, maybe they're fatties where they're from. <laughs> I shouldn't say fatties, but maybe they're like, you know, like, okay. I'm leaving this planet. I got one, the Stop L from the Watchmen, the L. He was kind of poorly. He was, but he became poorly. We don't, you know. Right. Yeah. Because he kind of gave up superheroin. Right. Um, Mr. Incredible, the same as him. Sure. Gave up superheroin yeah. in, in the movie Incredibles and became kind of poorly. And they, you know, kind of. Got his swag back when he went back to superhero. Yeah, and who was your man, like the thing from Fantastic Four? Wasn't he on that show? He was a little bit. I mean, he wasn't. What's that guy's name? Who, Ben uh, Grimm? You no, know, but the actor who played him. Um, he was in that show. Chick- was it Chicklis. family? Michael yeah, Chicklis. Yeah, yeah. He was in that show. I, I never saw it, but the show where it was the superhero family. It's a terrible show. Was it? Yeah, uh, thank God it only lasted one season. Oh. Really bad, dude. You know, I, I'll watch any fucking superhero shite to put out there. But that the was, thing that himself, he's not, I mean, he wasn't really fit. He was a big dude. Yeah, But, but I, I guess mean, that played to his, that's what yeah, he was. Yeah, like a rocky kind right. of guy. Uh, on the flip side of that, though. Well, villains. They're more fat villains. Fat villains all over the place. Kingpin. Yeah. yeah. The Blob. I yeah. mean, his name is Fat. You Juggernaut. Know? He wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of fat villains. Lots of fat bad guys because it's evil if you're fat, you know. Right. Because, you know, all, all good people are skinny. Everyone knows that, right? Yeah. This is some kind of, you know, I mean, we look into this superheroes, that's kind of fattest or, you know, kind of against people who are overweight. Yeah, but really, I can't, you're right. I can't really think of any proper superheroes who no. are, you know, there was, I mean, maybe have like battling like, you know, that are on diets. I guess years ago. The, 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 Eating salads in between the panels, you know. Like. Yeah, kind of a supporting cast of the Justice League, the Blue Beetle, after he got, like, injured in a fight. Oh, right, let himself go. He did, yeah, and it, yeah. <laughs> that was That's the storyline. His, How about that for a shit storyline, though? Right. You know, like, uh, Wonder Woman gets, I don't know, um, you know, battling some alien from the from the Z dimension. Blue Beetle gets to battle the bulge, you know, his own, you know, battle battle the pounds. Yeah. He's got to hit the gym. That's his storyline. Battling sugar and diabetes. Like, how's it going? How's Blue Beetle doing? Oh, dude, he's still in the gym. He's been there for, like, the whole day. God love him. God, it's so tough for him to fight. What have you been doing? I'm oh, just saving the fucking saving world. Saving the world. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, poor Blue Beetle. Fighting crime. Yeah. That's, that's what we're getting paid for, right? I mean, fighting crime and fighting do pounds. Do they? Who pays them? Do they get paid? Superheroes? Yeah. No, I mean, they don't. I mean, they got to be. They? Or are they so, like, like stipends? By yeah. With the government, federal money. Hey, they wouldn't be getting paid right now. Topical. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd Shields be on, would be shut down. Well, no, not. They, they're not going to. 
No, I'm sure Shield is subsidized by all those millions of patents that they have for those super secret weapons. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, who does pay? Well, Tony Stark probably bankrolled the Avengers, no, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, but who paid for the Justice League? Like Kryptonian dollars? I mean, who paid for the giant spaceship? I don't know. Maybe they're like side jobs. You know, Superman could just get a piece of coal and crush it into a diamond. I haven't seen it happen. Yeah, it, Superman tree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe just, that's what he does in his spare time. You know, just like making diamonds. <laughs> just sitting around. Just sitting around watching like, you know, The Office or something, just like yeah. crushing coal. And Hal Jordan comes up, dude, if you got that shipment of diamonds ready, I got to buy this fucking giant spaceship that's going to orbit the Earth. Come on, hurry it up. How many do you, how many do you need? I need like yeah. six or seven at okay, least. Okay, there you go. Uh, superheroes with glasses, you know? None. There's none. Uh, you can't well, say Clark Kent. You, no, you can't. That's a disguise. That's a disguise. You know, actually, that's kind of an insult because I wear glasses and it's like, oh, well, you know, to make me look myself look nerdy. I don't recognize who went. I mean, it's like <laughs> when you take them off, it's like someone else just walked <laughs> in the room. It is. Fuck, where did David go? I'll yeah. just have to wait until he gets back. Who's that hey, what's going on, mate? What's your name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David, but, that's interesting. You know, <laughs> But, you know, it's kind of insulting to me, though, because, you know, when he puts on the glasses, well, obviously he can't be Superman because right. he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. You know, glasses guy, you know, because you wouldn't want to hit him because the glass might break and sure. take one of his eyes out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Cyclops, yeah, I guess. It is kind of insulting. You yeah. know what? Fuck Superman. I, I, <laughs> Fuck I need you, an, Superman. I need another reason not to like that guy. <laughs> um, uh, who are you? Uh, Max, um, what's his name? Landis. Max Landis. Yeah. Um, no, and then, but Cyclops, he has glasses, right? But they're only to That's protect. restrictive. Yeah, they're, protect, they're not for him to see through. They're, they're for not, him to protect people from prescription lenses. They're blasting holes in people's heads. You know, that's that's just, he only wears them to halt to superpower. Do you think there's like a spot on this, like a driver's license, like that he wears corrective lenses, you know, like. I wonder if he does. Or corrective slash restrictive lenses. Restrictive lenses, yeah. So he doesn't blow a hole in your face. But it's bullshit, dude. Yeah. Uh, Peter Parker used to wear glasses. And then maybe when he got bit by the right off spider, did he lose the fact that he had to wear glasses He became anymore? like a hipster. He's just wearing dark frames with like no lenses in them. Right. And like, ah, oh, look at that fucking hipster. Okay. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. That's, you know, superheroes and, you know, whatever. Fuck yeah. those guys. Yeah. It's not very super of them. Uh, did anybody in the, well, you're like fat superheroes. There was really no overweight people in like Star Wars and no one wore, wore glasses to your knowledge, right? Um, no. no Fuck them, head, Fuck them too. Yeah. Um, what about Star Trek? Well, Shatner, you know, he kind of bulked up. In the no, 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 but, but like, like wearing glasses, though. Do you recall anybody wearing glasses? I mean, maybe because it's the future, they don't have to. Because Jim Kirk had to because he was allergic to Retinox 5. Come on, oh, right. dude. Shit. I'm allergic to Retinox 5, Bones. Right. Nuts. Yeah, so he did, in fact, need those glasses. Right. Because he was allergic. See, even in the future, they're going to get right. Speaking of Star Trek, though, I found something cool the other day. So there's a guy that follows us follows us on Twitter, and we follow him as well. His name is Dayton Ward. He lives here in Kansas City. He's cool. Yeah, he's a um, like, like pretty pro- prolific like expert yeah. on Star Trek. I mean, it's yeah. really amazing. I mean, he's got book like writes books and has like yeah. blogs and like, like fictional like, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fictional stuff. Yeah, I mean, like you know, it's all like in canon stuff, and it's all. I mean, within all, all the like the Star Trek universes. I mean, like you know, he's he has books in those genres, and he has books that you know are outside of the you know the mainstream sort of original series or next generation, whatever. But um, I was at the grocery store the other day and you know, like the grocery store has like magazines and, and a book rack, you yeah. know, and they're all like paperbacks. So I walked by and I saw his book on sitting on the shelf there at Sunfresh cool. in Westport. Yeah. I was like, Hey, that's fucking cool. Um, so, you know, of course I bought it. Right. You know? Yeah. And then, uh, I t- took it home and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to chill out and read this book. So I open it in the first, and it's called, oh, by the way, it's called from history shadow. Mm-hmm. And so I, I open it in the very beginning of it. It's, you know, it gives you like a little background, like when the events of this book take place. And it says, you know, that this is what's happening because it's kind of like got a, t- a dual like timeline. 
like part of the book takes place in like uh, like 1947, I think, and, yeah. and part of it takes place in you know the f- proper future time, um, Star Trek timeline, I think. But it also said like the events take place just after the uh, the events of the, epi- the re- Star Trek the original series episode Assignment Earth. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, I can't think. I was like, well, I need to go watch that right before episode. I read this book. So, oh, so you know it. Yeah. Okay. So I I couldn't think of it. I was like, I can't. I mean, I've, I've got nothing. You know, so I, God bless Netflix, you know, pull it up, original series, yep. just track through, Simon Earth, boom, start watching it. All right. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, this obviously this is familiar, you know? So I start watch, rewatching it again. And I didn't, re- I didn't really remember any of the details. I just remember, you know, the episode itself. But uh, so it starts with the Enterprise's orbiting Earth. And it, you know, he's like, you know, start eight, whatever, Captain's Log. And um, the year is like 1960. Oh shit! What day? I can't think of the year now. Sometime in the '60s, and, you know. And he's like, "We've we've come back to the past to monitor like that. Like it's a really tense time for Earth, and there's a lot of things going on." And yeah, I mean, you know, hmm. um, they allude to like assassinations that are about to happen. Like, right. oh, it's a really turbulent time. This is when humanity really kind of you know comes together, and you know, so and it's like given like because it's happening current, like w- within a current time. You know, like if you were watching that for the first time, it's like, ah, oh, that's now, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know, they're up there right now, that kind of thing. And so I think it was meant to kind of inspire hope. Like humanity is, you know, you're going through a rough yeah. time right now. You know, it's, that's cool. and, and this, this is really going to challenge them and they really come through and out right. of darkness comes whatever. So, but I'm watching this. So they intercept somebody like transporting from earth to, to another location. You yeah. know, it just happens to be there right above this transport, you know, and this dude, transports onto the enterprise and his name is gary seven turns out you know they're like oh he's human you know but he's a human from the future and he's like super smart and he's got access to all this knowledge and he's like you're not supposed to be here you're from the year whatever so and then the whole episode is gary seven is there he's like a protector of earth and he's like like more or less an alien he has alien technology and he's there to prevent like the uh, like nuclear buildup you know like they're you're about to do this thing you put this thing into space it's going to terrorize everybody it's nuclear 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 uh, nuclear, by the way, the nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. So he's there to kind of sabotage this, but they don't know who he is and they don't know what's going on. So they're trying to keep him from sabotaging this because right. they think he's. So it's like a team up. And usually kind of, the team well, they up, don't know. They don't yeah. know that they think they don't know who he is. So Kirk's like, I don't trust him. I don't trust yeah, him. I don't the know. The usual him. premise of team ups is that the, the two heroes are the two, you know, protagonists kind of like always go against each other to start and then they figure it out and they come together. And, right. You know, they rectify the situation. It, but it was, a, it was a really good episode. Uh, Terry Gar is in it. Yeah. And, so one thing that as I'm watching this, I thought it was really weird. The the parallels there between the similarities between Gary Seven, uh, Robert Lanson's character Gary Seven, and the Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean they're both protectors of Earth. Mm-hmm. They're both out of time. Yeah. They're both um, he through the whole episode he has this device that that's about the size of a flashlight <laughs> that makes noises and <laughs> like unlocks shit wow, come and on. like I mean and like, opens doors. You know I mean like. It is yeah. a sonic screwdriver. I mean, a, for all well, intents and purposes, it's a sonic screwdriver. He's got this, like, in his apartment, he's got this door that opens up. He walks in, boom, he's in Langley. You know, like, I mean, it's, I, I was like, oh, man, this is amazing. So this who is, came first then? Who ripped who off? Because someone ripped someone off there. Well, uh, I I looked into it just to check the dates. I wanted to see what came first. Do, like, did Doctor Who start before Star Trek? And, yeah. it, di- and it did. But, hey. but... The sonic screwdriver didn't appear until later, and um, the sonic screwdriver made its first appearance um, at March tenth, nineteen sixty-eight. Is that the second Doctor? Uh, third. Okay. I think it was the third Doctor. John Pertwee. Well, maybe it was no, it was second. It might have been the second. Patrick Trout. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so March 10th, 1968. Assignment Earth aired originally for the first time March 28th, 1968. Shut the fuck up. They were like 18 Dude, days apart. that's close. Yeah. Doctor Who wins. Yeah, narrowly by Sorry, narrow Sorry, Gary margin. Seven. Yeah. You know, I remember watching that episode years ago. Um, I've seen, like, I've, you know, I have all those episodes. I have all the original Star Trek. And um, they used to do that a lot back in the 60s and the 70s. They would kind of tag on, it's, it's like a pilot. Basically, they were making a pilot and they were popping it into a current TV show to see if there was any response. And then if there was a big enough response, then they can go ahead and they'll make that show. So it was kind of trying to spin some show off Star Trek. What was the show? The Gary Seven show. It might have been oh, called Assignment Earth. Oh, oh, okay. You know, oh, oh, I mean, right. So, probably, oh, I thought you were going like Doctor yeah, Who-ish. No. no, no, no. Oh, so it's yeah, that's a separate. Probably, yeah, that's probably what they would have called it was Assignment Earth, probably. Oh, and so he would be like Earth's protector from but out of time. And, yeah, but it must have never got picked up because uh, I remember what it seemed very like the Enterprise crew were in the background. You know, they were more, it was more, they were more in the oh, background. Oh, yeah, no, no, he yeah. had way and more he, screen time than Yeah, he was the man. So it sure. was kind of, and he was a kind of a dashing figure too. Um, Gary, what was his name? Lansing? Uh, Robert Lansing. Robert, Robert Lansing. Lansing. Yeah. He was kind of a dashing figure, and yeah. Terry Gar was hot, you know. Yeah. And there was a cat in it, right? There was sure. a cat in it, and the cat was in it, uh, a was woman, and then it was a cat again. Yeah. So there's all these kind of things that could happen. Yeah, and, that's you weird know. that you say that now because I was like, man, they're establishing this relationship and yeah. setting this up, and it's really weird because yeah, it's, she was his new secretary, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like this wacky. Because they don't explain it. She's like, or you know, she was his new assistant, or his new companion, uh, like the doctor. See, totally ripped off doctor. Wow. Me. They totally ripped wow. off Wow. That's nuts. We should, when we get uh, Dayton on the show, we That's should ask him about that. That's a very good idea. We should totally, we'll force him into a corner. Yeah, <laughs> no, we won't that do corner that. right there. Right. Force you into a corner and drink beer and talk <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> right. You're going to hate every minute of it. So yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean. Oh, that's a good idea. But they didn't, um, yeah, it never worked. It never came off, I guess. Interesting. But a good episode. Yeah, it was good. Pretty and good I think episode. it was the last episode. It was a season finale, and I think it was the second season. Okay. Yeah, season finale. I think it was the second season. I, I, I mean, I'm. Sure. I wonder how they had to flip that in. Like, I mean, did Gene Roddenberry have to sign off on that and go, okay? Or was it Gene, was it a Gene Roddenberry production? Would he been involved? I mean, because you're essentially using oh, his know. show as a vehicle for sure. this other show, you know? Or was it network decision? I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, they're just sitting around a boardroom, like, smoking, looking like Don Draper, and they're like, yeah, right. and season two, Star Trek will come back, and they'll have more adventures, but yeah. then we'll cross over. These shows are going to run forever. Hmm. Well, one, one, one of them, of them still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so. cool. So, um... You have a uh, movies? I do. Um, yeah, here we are at the time again, podcast friends. Um, we're going to do a movies that are shit that I love. And this is, I haven't done, I don't think I've done a purely movies that are shit that I love in a while. I've done kind of amendments. Oh, right. Yeah, that. you've done. Yeah. And so, we've kind of catered it to whatever we were talking about. Yeah, but we're going to do one. Um, a re- we're going to go back to the regular formula for this one. Um, okay. And um, that was a big breath. Oh man! Yeah, this is a good one though. Uh, this is a really good film. Um, and but as with m- most of these um, these movies, they're just they're from the seventies and eighties. So like panned um, at the box yes, office. Yes, and so many of these films that you find on this list um, were box office flops. Right, um, they just lost a shit ton of money. And this one is. It's true to form. Yeah, it's funny you say um, that because a lot of people that I've that I talked to that have listened to the show have been like, what are you talking about? That movie was great. And yeah, like, well, that's our that's point. That's what we're saying. Yeah. It is great. Yeah. It's movies that I love that are shit. Yeah. Movies that are shit that I love. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, $27 million budget, 1983. That's a lot of fucking money. Ooh, okay. $27 million, 1983. Yeah. yeah. Um, it made $16.5 at the U.S. box office. Three would have been Jedi year two. Yeah. So you got to think about that too. Okay. Post Star Wars. Right. Um, and you know, post Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So you're you're looking at again 
you know, studios trying to make money off so of sci-fi science vibe. fiction. But it's also fantasy. Oh, oh, yeah, I got it. All right. Okay. I Boom, know. shoot. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be Krull. It is Krull. Ah, yeah. Okay. Which is a great fucking film. Yes, it Saw it in the cinema yes, my cousins years ago. Um, didn't really know what we were watching. The tagline is, a world like yours beyond your imagination. Uh, just a great, stupid, brilliant film. Music by James Horner, which I guess was an adaption of the music he used for Wrath of Khan. What the oh, fuck, James Horner? Way, oh. way to fucking mail it in. Yeah, maybe he um, knew. It's like $27 million. I'm not getting paid for But this. directed by Peter Yates, who has done a lot of really, really good films, um, like Bullet, you know, oh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the Deep, which I love. You ever seen oh, The yeah, Deep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Robert Classic. Shaw and Jacqueline Bissett and just uh, Nick Nolte. All right, so he's got a, I mean, his, yeah, he's got a solid resume. The Deep, too, was great, great, okay. great film. Uh, Breaking Away, he directed, which won Oscars. Wow. You know, the yeah, psychic yeah, yeah. I mean, film. The, Suspect, um, and where he was reunited with one of his uh, his co-stars in Kroll, okay. one of the stars of Kroll. And uh, An Innocent Man, which another film I really, really love, which I always I, I thought about adding to this category. But have you ever seen An Innocent Man? I don't Man? think I have. Tom Selleck, um, the dude who played Sledgehammer. Okay. Uh, Tom Selleck goes to jail. He was framed by these cops. These cops burst into his home. They're at the wrong address. He's got a hairdryer in his hand. They shoot him. He goes down. They're like, oh, fuck. He's not the guy. He's just a dude with a hairdryer. Right. They plant drugs and they send him to jail after they shot him. Right. It's brutal. Well, that's um, what you do. Yeah. Uh, what's his name's in it? Uh, the guy who killed uh, Mozart, um, F. Murray Abrams. Oh, right. Okay. He's in jail. Your man comes in. He's a fish out of water, of course. You know, jail. Sure, yeah. He, he figures out it's a bit rapey. He doesn't really like that. Um, ends up becoming like a bad guy, badass. Gets oh. out of jail. The cops come back and visit him again. And and they start ter- it's great but it's good it's okay. a good film anyway right. I'm getting off the point okay. Peter Yates check out an instant man if you haven't seen it um, but uh, Ken Marshall was in it who the fuck is he exactly this is pretty much the only thing he's done he's been in TV shows and some sure. fe- featured characters in TV shows since as Colwyn which is such a terrible name well, that was well, his name uh, Colwyn Colwyn uh, hard to say not a good Aragorn was taken yeah not a good name strong name I don't yeah. think um also, the name of the spinning blade that we all wanted. The, the glaive? Yeah, terrible name again. Yeah. The glaive. The glaive, yeah. That's not that very catchy. No, it's not. I really want a glaive, man. Right, no. No, um, but the beast is in it. The beast is the, the bad guy. Right. Um, he's this interdimensional, time-traveling alien, and he has these guys called Slayers. They kidnap this. They're about to get married. It's the usual kind of story. They have crap weapons. They, like, shoot once, and then it's a spear. It's yeah. like, that's it. You fly around the universe in a mountain. Right. And then here, we're going to give you guys, this is your gun. Yeah, yeah. It's only got one bullet. Well, and they scream use it at the weird scream when they got shot in the face yeah. and their faceplate cracked. And then they were all slithery creatures in there. I was like, that was what I remember when yeah. one time their face got cracked, that slithery creature. Anyway, so she gets, Lissa, whatever, gets the princess. kidnapped. Yeah. And the beast is going to marry her, fuck her, whatever. I mean, in this, there's a lot of size disproportionate yeah, yeah, no, sizes here. Sure. Because he's a giant beastie monster and she's like a tiny little person compared to him. How is that going to work? Right. I, I mean, know. yeah. what are they going to well, do there? Yeah. Best not to think about it. <laughs> well, I know they didn't think about it, but it's got like some, you know, really, a really good cast considering, right. um, uh, aside from Ken Marshall. Uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Small part in this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Coltrane, who, uh, if you don't know, is Hagrid in Harry Potter and also was Cracker, um, been in many, many films. Great, great English actor, comedian. 
uh, he was dubbed in this film. They they, oh, did, they decided because he's very he's heavy Scottish accent. Sure. They took it out and they dubbed him, huh. which is fucking bullshit. I'll pay closer Todd, attention next time. Yeah, Todd Carthy's in it, who probably no one knows except for me in Kansas City, who was in this TV show called Grand Chill I watched when I was growing up. Uh, he was Tucker Jenkins, uh, and it was just funny that he was in this film. Um, but Bernard Breslau, oh, once yeah. again, yeah. he was a Cyclops, giant Cyclops, sure. and we've touched on Bernard before in Hawks of Slayer. If, if they're making an English or British film and they needed a giant, they called up Bernard. I can't remember exactly how he was probably in about six foot seven or something <laughs> like that. For in England, that's pretty tall. Yeah, but he was the the Cyclops yep. with the really bad eye makeup. Um, who the curse of the Cyclops was that uh, they all knew when they were going to die. So he got to a point in the film where he's like, "I have to stay here because it's my time to die." Because if they if they ignore the fact that they had to die at this particular time, they would die a really horrible death. Right. Um. Instead of just like dying. Just dying. Yeah. So peacefully, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't go any further with you guys. Sorry to let the troop down. Gotta stick around here and just wait for death. Right. And then of course he shows and up he and shows he saves up. them. Yeah. And then he gets crushed to bits. Right. Pretty nasty yeah, way to go. Terrible way to go. He was right. Yeah. Um. Good film. Fun for all the family. Classic fantasy, though. Really. I mean, if you yeah, think about man. it, you have a princess that's abducted. Yeah. A future king who has to go rescue her. Right. And then you got to find your, you get, you can't go by yourself. You no. have to find three other people. Right. And they have to be of different, yeah. you know, like you need a dwarf. Yeah. Well, they don't have dwarfs here. Okay. Well, yeah. f- something. All right. Ogre. Oh, fine. Yeah. It's Cyclops. All right. Yeah. Great. Uh, you need like some sort of comic relief, like a thief or yeah. something. So Which they did. They had the, yeah. the, the magician guy who, yeah. who would try and turn into a tiger and turn into a goose. And he was all you about know? pies for some reason. Yeah. What was a pie? I don't and remember. he would read his spells. Um, you need like, well, we're like, well, we need to have an Obi-Wan character. Well, you can't use Obi-Wan. Well, how about this really old dude who knows? Yeah, the, he he's was the only person here. who knows that the glade is in lava. Yeah. And he yeah. had to go to the, uh, spider, the woman. spider woman who yeah. he used to have a thing with. Yeah. And then he got, didn't she, he got stuck there. He, he got, got, yeah, he got bit or something. He, he made it all the way down and was like, here's where it is. And then he This died. is where the beast will be. Like, That's too far to go. All right. Well, we need some fucking horses that right. can fly. We don't no, need, not don't a put wings on them. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, make them fiery hooves <laughs> and then ride across yeah. the sky. You know, it's not at all, man. Yeah, no. It's ripped from pages and pages of different films yeah. and legends and shit. But um, very good, entertaining stuff. I mean, I just, everyone wanted one of those spinny weapons. I mean, I thought that was yeah. the coolest thing ever. And the beast was killed by love. <laughs> I like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a Doctor Who ending, but um, love this film um, just because it's great fun. And it was fun. It's You're right. pretty bad, but in a really good way. Yeah. So that's... Um, I got in a fist fight with my best friend after that movie. We, because um, <laughs> like, you know, I think we're probably like eight or nine years old, however... So we go home and, you know, as soon as we get out of the car, we're like, let's play Crow, you know, and like, <laughs> I'm going to be Colin. You know, you can't be Colin. Yeah, no, I'm going to be Colin. You be that really cool guy. Yeah, it's like, Colin. I'm always the cool guy. You're always Luke or you're always Indy right. or you're always whatever. And so we got in a fight about who could be Colin. And we decided one person could be Colin. The other one could keep the Nerf boomerang, which was our glaive. So one person got the glaive and one person got to be Colin. How did that work, though? Was Colin had the glaive, though? Well, it's, you know, we made it work. <laughs> well good for you guys and yeah. good for Krull yeah. for bringing you back together yeah. although he did split you apart in the first, in the first in, place initially yeah anyway if you haven't seen it check it out I don't think it's on Netflix on instant viewing uh, you're yeah. probably sent away for it yeah. but you could probably find it online for free if you wanted to I think I clicked they'll on probably IMDb, pay you to watch it IMDB and said watch full film here. <laughs> so uh, yeah Krull it's great it is great and shit and uh, that's it that's, that's gonna wrap it up of, yeah that's the end of this week's uh, episode Thanks for uh, putting us in your ear holes. As always, man, follow us on Twitter at H Space Invaders. Like us on Facebook. 
headspaceinvaders.net. Yeah. That's where we're at. Check out our t-shirts at the, the Baxley.com. The Baxley. And a nice hat or scarf, belt. Yeah. Shoes. Shoes? Shoes. Uh, no shoes yet. Maybe one day, but huh. yeah. Cool t-shirts, belts, whatever. And oh, cool. most importantly, Headspace Invaders t-shirt. And thank you again to Boulevard Brewery for hosting us. Always thanks to Boulevard, man. Yeah. They're the best. They're great. <laughs> All right. Well, take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time, and we'll see you soon. Good luck.